and hello, listeners! Welcome to episode 60, yeah, episode 60 of the Hot Toy Cast, the high-end action figure podcast where people come here to discuss... I say people come here, it's only just me and Mike and Jeff, really, but we got Troy Emmy with us today on the podcast. Troy's, of course, heads up uh, Fanboy uh, Collectibles over there in the States. Uh, where actually, you're in the East Coast, aren't you, Troy? I am. I'm in Connecticut. You're in Connecticut. Yeah, well, you've been a sponsor of this podcast for a long time, and I just wanted to get you on to talk about the retail business and stuff like that. So how are you doing today, sir? Everything's fine. Good weather today. As good. soon as we're done here, I'm barbecuing. Good man, good nice. man. Good man. Oh, very yeah. nice, very nice. And of course, as usual, I'm uh, also uh, escorted by my two... Escorted? Yeah. Escorted by my, oh, oh. T- my two fine, lovely, elderly gentlemen, Jeff Parker and Michael Crawford. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm very good, thank you. Likewise, we've, we've had lovely weather. Well... Lovely weather for Britain this time of year. It's been sunny, but it's there's still a nip in the air. It's still got that kind of, uh, you know, early spring kind of vibe. But no, it's been great. It's not weather for sure. It's just yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. 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 Michael Crawford, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. Okay. And 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 all of us have been vaccinated, haven't we? We have, haven't we? Uh, Troy, have you I'm been... fully vaccinated. You're doubled up, I... Mike, are you? Wow. Yeah, I'm fully well, vaccinated. I've, I've only had ago. the one so far. Okay. Yeah, cool. I get my second shot a week from now. Oh, wow. Cricky, you're ahead of us then. I thought Britain were well on the case, but the Americans are powering through it, man. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, well, well done. Good, good, good. Hopefully we'll get back to... Oh, God. I mean, I'm hoping that we should be able to be, get a little bit of back to normality. But again, it's the other countries and stuff like that as well. We always got to consider it's a global thing, guys. It's a global thing. But anyway, we're here to distract people, not to remind people of the dire situation of planet Earth. We're here to distract people from planet Earth from the silly things that we like that probably help kill planet Earth like toys. Ah! Oh, let's see how I got back to that. Okay, well, this week we're going to just talk a little bit about the, the retail business. But I'm going to kick open the pod, uh, podcast with my own little selfish little uh, interlude in, in, in that you saw on my Facebook there that I got... The Snake Mountain, the Masters of the Universe classics. Snake That's Mountain. That's a hefty-looking lump of plastic when it comes to damaging the planet. It really is a hefty <laughs> lump of plastic ready to damage the planet. It really is. It It is immense, dudes. It is immense. I mean, I would actually argue that it's maybe a little touch too big. It, it, it's, I, I'm not sure it quite needs to be this big, you know? I mean, they do say, oh, bigger is better and stuff like that, but... While it is epic, some of the scale things, there's actually still issues with scale. Some things are still too small, despite it being this big, and I find that kind of dichotomy a little bit frustrating. I say all that. It is just amazing, though. You know, I've, I've been, you know, we've been waiting for this for, for it's, it was shown on the Mattel booth ages ago. And then Mattel, of course, decided to, well, we're not really, really interested in Mass Universe back then. They're mad interested in Mass Universe now again, Mattel. And as such, you know, Super 7 no longer have the rights. But in that little few years, what happened was uh, Super 7 took over the license of the Mass Universe classics and essentially continued on the toy line uh, for another couple of years. And we got a couple of, some nice figures, some real turkey figures too. Mentioned, you know, Tila was one awful one, but they decided to push ahead and with the, it's super ambitious Snake Mountain, and it's 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 not something that Mattel probably would have made, and it's certainly not not nothing that would have ended up on the toy aisles because it is the box, the box is huge, absolutely huge, and and the item itself is massive. I mean, it does fold in half. So you can actually say I have a little bit of space on on, on on that side, but it does. There's quite a lot of a footprint. For those of you who have Castle Grayskull. The footprint isn't that much bigger, but it is bigger. But I think I think the real issue with the with the Snake Mountain is actually how tall it actually is. It's very, very, very tall, and for a lot of people, are having real trouble kind of getting in because it's got the spire that goes up and it's got these extra teeth on top and things like that. But 
it's absolutely I mean Mike you have Castle Grayskull so you know the kind of quality of, of these yep. kinds of playsets and you we, we were all tempted to get Snake Mountain at all yes I was tempted but I did not do it why not uh, just the amount of money at the period of time yeah 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 I mean it is a $600 item and it is obviously gone way up now on, on, on the you know after the pre-orders have gone up it's like up to a grand now and $800 to a grand now in some places two grand in some places if you're going crazy and it's like you know look I love it I was going to buy it but it is one of those we're, it is in that now argument now it is well and firmly in that hey you know we're buying things now that are kind of crazy and ludicrous because there's the Razor Crest, there was the Unicron from Hasbro, there was of course the Sail Barge, um, you know and it's, things are getting insanely big now because you know big boys are growing up and we've got paychecks and all the rest of it. I'm not a wealthy man so I had to save up and sell a few things to get this but I, I, just, I just had to have it. It's brilliant overall it's brilliant but it really has a few shortcomings like one of the big things about Snake Mountain was when, when as a kid you had these it's everything was scaled down as a kid so you kind of imagined what this drawbridge or, or, or a wooden bridge would look like and things like that but the wooden bridge is tiny no figures can actually really walk across it it's got this big lava falls but it's not very big it's quite small and there's just lots of little niggly things that are just like why did you scale that up and scale that back and I know this was made by hand and not made on a computer so it's a bit more um, you know th- th- these things are kind of going to happen uh, and it was also at the sizes had to be changed as well to keep the cost down because obviously when Super 7 take over they don't have the facilities of Mattel even though I do believe this is made in the same factory as Castle Grayskull but Super 7 don't have that kind of a clout that push that Mattel have and Mattel can get it's funnier isn't it the bigger the company the cheaper people get stuff for <laughs> go figure and of course Super 7 are going off making that Thunder Tank as well you know which is another mad ambitious item and I'm like I I I decided not to get the Thunder Tank in the end because I was just like, that's a lot of coin and I, as lovely as the item is, that is too much coin for what for what is essentially a big piece of plastic. I know there's engineering involved. I know there's factory costs. I know tools and these things cost a fortune. You know, when you actually see the tools, when I say tool as in the molds, the steel molds of an action figure, it's like a big, you know, a foot and a half by foot and a half square steel brick. And literally, yeah. that, that only houses half a figure, you know. So... I, I have to admit, you know, I'm not emotionally invested in Thundercats or, or He-Man. I was just a little bit too old for that stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, when I saw the the Thunder Tank or whatever, it, it it for for the for the money you were paying, it looked quite plain. Yes, exactly. It wasn't it shiny. Like you were getting a lot of bang for buck there. I was demanded that it should at least be shiny because in the cartoon it was shiny, and even on the box art, it's meant to be shiny. The only reason it wasn't shiny is because the toy company cheaped out back in the day. It's now a yeah. six hundred pound item. I think you could varnish that sucker and at least make it a little, look a little bit more bling, you know. And but I was shot down very quickly by a lot of fans saying, "No, that's how it looked at the toy." I'm like, "All right, fine. Have your dull brick of a thunder tank then, because it doesn't have a lot of detail on it either. It's like no. this beige thing. It is it's nice. Like a shoe, it's a shoebox. It's cans. like a big shoebox with a big cat head on the front. <laughs> I know we're really downplaying because it is a beautiful item. The four horsemen did design it. It is a beautiful. It is true. A true thunder tank. So if you are a Thundercats fan, yeah, that is a thunder tank and a half. But Jesus, how much was it? Five hundred? Is it four, four, four hundred, five hundred for the thunder tank? It's it's a lot mm. of coin anyway for what it yeah. is. And when you consider that Mattel released their Castle Grayskull at the time for 300 everyone was balking at that, but we still all got it. I just think when you start going past the 400 500 buck margin, you are pushing the boat out a little too far for folks. And I just think only the craziest of nutters, this guy, 
you know, is going to shell out and shell out and buy it. But if well, you... well, they're they're also testing the waters, aren't they? Because they know that this thing is potentially, is, you know, there's R and D going into this thing, yeah. and at the same time, it's not going to sell in massive numbers. It's going to sell in healthy numbers, hopefully. But they've got to recoup that. So well, it's you know, made it's, to order these ones. These ones are proper oh, made right, to order. Okay. And I do, yeah, right. that's that was all the deal with Super Seven and and stuff yeah. like they they you know we kind of we paid for it before they made it. Which is that obviously the thing with the Thunder Tank as well. The Thunder Tank had to reach yeah. a certain level of, of things. We've had that before, you know. And Mike will attest that Maddie Collector was trying to make an Ecto One, one time yeah. for uh the the, the their Ghostbusters line, the movie Ghostbusters, and the, the Ecto One did not make it because I think people were, a little bit balking at the price of it, yeah, as yeah. well a little bit. But it's a pity they didn't make it because I, you know, when Mattel do, go for it, they can and do do a good job on certain things but as we you know with sort of other things they, they kind of can't kind of a thing but I mean uh, Troy are you a Master Universe fan at all? I am I have a couple of the older NECA statues uh, oh. the Skeletor the Triclops uh, Trapjaw and I was into the the Sideshow line that came out oh yeah um, yeah yeah yeah, I, I added an Orko to my collection I thought he was amazing for what you were getting the price mm-hmm. um uh, my problem is, is I'm a big Star Wars fan and a big comic book fan, so I have so much stuff there that I just can't get fully invested in a lot of these. Of course. But there are pieces that come out that they're very tempting, and I pick it up here and there. I mean, I don't have the whole line of everybody, but if it's a character I really like, I get it. Good man, good man. Are you going to get the Razor Crest? Uh, probably not, because I just dropped. Uh, <laughs> How are you saying what people are willing to spend? I, I just dropped $2,000 on the, the Prime 1 uh, Dark Knight statue, Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Because I, I, it, the details on it, it was just something I had to have, and that'll probably be my big purchase for the year. <laughs> yeah. And that is a hell of a purchase for a year, really. Who were the guys that just released the Selena Cole, the Catwoman, uh, one-third statue? That thing is amazing. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. That's... Uh, is, I think that's Iron Studios. Iron Studios, something like I can't remember. It just popped up on my feed the other day, and I, you know, it, yeah. it, it's too big and too expensive for me. And, and a character that, although I like, I'm not invested enough to want to spend the money they wanted for it. But I do, I do remember just thinking, wow, that is one hell of a piece of work. Right. It has to be basically one of your favorite characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to invest in it, you do. I mean, yeah. do 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 the Prime One statues sell, Troy? Do do they sell? In, in I do very well with them. Do um, you? Wow. Well, well, what it comes down to is anything right now is a lot of people don't want to leave deposits. They want to wait until the finished product is in hand. Right. Mm-hmm. And by then, they're out and they're sold, so then it becomes harder to find. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're kind of in a, a, a tough quandary there of do I want to leave a deposit for something and know you got it secured or do I want to wait and see the finished product and then maybe have to go to the secondary market to get it? Mm, and that's always the gamble. is nothing for a lot of collectors. But I yeah. think – I dare say nine times out of ten – People should be getting on the pre-order kicks for any any of these bigger items because, like, like with anything, they they literally just. I mean, I promise you, when that Razor Crest comes out, it's going to be instantly doubled on the secondary market instantly. So I think, yeah, yeah and, and 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 that's just the way it goes. So so Prime does sell quite well for you then. Wow. I, w- uh, honestly, everything is just doing very well right now yeah. since. Uh, Basically, once everything went into lockdown and quarantine, yeah. it just seemed people were home and spending money like 
our online business almost tripled. Wow, that, really? That, that was that was going to be my next question. It was kind of like because I know I've been guilty of I've, you know most of the time I'm looking for bargains because again the dichotomy of lockdown is that some people are skint, some people are better off because they're right. not they're not commuting or whatever. Um, so those are almost skint. All of a sudden, there's a flood of stuff on the market for way lower than it used to be. But at the same time, you know you've got to be able to afford it. So it's uh, it's weird. So I, I you know like you've just explained. I mean. I had treating, a treating yourself to something became something very special in lockdown. I think. Yeah, yeah. I had a gentleman call because now since there was no conventions, all that money he was going to use for conventions he couldn't use. So he decided he's going to treat himself to a large item. He bought a life-size R2D2 from us that comes in four massive boxes. He even rented yeah. a, a minivan to come pick it up. Good man! Wow! Well, well done, and, him. And, and, yeah, and his logic was, well, you know what? I'm going to spend a couple of thousand at this show, a couple of thousand at that show. There's no shows. I'd rather just buy something massive that I'm going to enjoy. And the other thing is, if you don't invest it in a lump of something, you're going to piss it up against the wall anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most, a lot of a lot of people would do. It. I mean, that 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 is it. As a toy, yeah. as a person who designs some toys and stuff, I've never been busier. I've got too yeah. much. I've got too much work. I've got deadlines. I've got three deadlines tomorrow morning. I'm for three different companies on three different brands for tomorrow morning, and that, that's how that's how busy that's how busy it is. It's 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 been absolutely, absolutely great. I mean, I was I was really genuinely a little bit worried at the start. I even emailed some of my clients. Are we going to be all right? Are we going to be you know? Because it was a bit of a panic at the start, wasn't there? And it was yeah. like, are we going to be all right? And, then, and I said, yeah, no, we're just we're just going to carry on as ever and stuff like that. And I've been doing a lot of work with Mattel and stuff, and of course they've had to rejiggy around. The lack of San Diego Comic Con and all these other conventions that that they would do and things like that. But Troy, you, you, um, you, you say you do a lot of uh, good business at cons and stuff like that. Has the the lockdown and the increased sales kind of uh, balanced things out at all for you at all, or would you still it, prefer? It, it kind of has. I mean, we make very good money at shows, but like I said, online picked up. And then also, I don't have the expense of the shows. I was just going to um, say, you, and you don't have all the hassle of packing the van, getting there, loading yeah. the tables, all that to, kind of... To do something like, yeah, to do a show like New York Comic Con or C2E2, it's a week worth of prep work before you leave for the show, traveling to the show, the week of the show, and then when you come back, you got to do the inventory. So you're looking at two and a half weeks to three weeks worth of work for every show, yeah. And now you don't have that. Now I'm just constantly in the shop, just e uh, doing eBay sales, website work. And now in the last, uh, I don't know, three months, the walk-in business has picked up again. People are out. They're with their masks. They're getting their shots, and they're all coming in and buying stuff. Good. Good. Wow, cool. cool. And what, what – when when you are at a show, so – We'll say, what shows do you mainly go to? What are you, you see, you go to C2E2 and New York Toy Fair, is it? New York Comic Con, those are the two big two. Um, we do Motor City Comic Con in Detroit. Those are probably the three larger shows that we do. Um, we've done Indiana Comic Con. We've done, we've gone out to Colorado and, and done, done the, the Denver show. Um, last year, we were supposed to go to uh, Megacon in Orlando and Fan Expo in Dallas. Obviously, they got canceled. Mm. So, what my basic rule of thumb is is I want to do a show that's a minimum of a three-day show and gets thirty thousand people in because then it's just worth it to go there and, and set up these massive displays. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. Did you have did you have a, like a bunch of people to go with you and stuff? I mean, what's your staff like and stuff? I, I have uh, one kid that's been working for me since 2014, James. He's like my number one guy. He basically runs the crew, and I've got a staff of about 
a dozen people that work for me at random shows. Right. And whenever there's a show, it's okay. We go down the list of okay, we want A, B, C, D, and E, and whoever can do it. And then if they can't, we go to the next person, the next person. So at any time, I have good dozen people that are good workers to to ask to come work a show for me. Wow. Know? So so what's what's the next con then? Actually, uh, it, it it looks like it's going to be New York Comic Con. Um, All right. They they've announced that they're doing it. Uh, part of it was a couple of years back they started to do an expansion there on the Javits Center, mm. and at the time I was told the ticket sales were going to go from 180,000 to close to 300,000. So I guess they're figuring with all that space now they can space everything out and get people a little further away and still sell a decent amount of tickets. Uh, I don't know exactly how it's going to work, but I've been told it's going on. And then I saw uh, a, an article from New York One News that it was announced that it's going on. So New York's coming in October. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds like Motor City is going to try and push their show back to November. And C2E2 usually is in March. They already announced last year it's going to be the second week in December. So we've got basically we might have shows. October, November, and December of this year. Wow, that's going to be that's going to be that's going to be because we know what are doing with San Diego Comic Con, Mike, aren't they? Uh... Well, they talked about moving it to Thanksgiving weekend, and then that got shot down pretty fast. I don't know. Oh, has that been shot down then? Has it, has the Thanksgiving well, been? Well, they got they, they got a lot of backlash on it. You know, most yeah. everybody said, "Who the hell wants to go to a convention when we've been in lockdown for a year and we want to see our families for, for the first Thanksgiving in two years?" Yeah. Yeah. But also, the, a lot of the celebs that were, you know, going for signings, etc., were like, no, not that weekend. Yeah, but yeah, then, uh, it's the same concept, right? Why would they want them to be not with their families for? Yeah. Things? What was? Well, I don't, I don't, I think it was a stupid idea in the first place. Yeah. I, I think the reason they did it is because they know. I see. Now, I would have gone in July. I wouldn't have had a problem. I've got my. I'm double. <laughs> I know, but how many? I'm be safer now than I would be in six months from now. So I would have gone. But the problem is for them. I think they realize if they keep waiting. If they were to wait till next July, a lot of cons are going to kick their ass between now and then. Yeah, yeah. And people are going to start to get into a pack. Because every con, just like for Troy, every con for somebody like you or I costs a lot of money to go to. Yeah. So if I go to New York Comic Con, I probably can't go to San Diego Comic Con. I can only, you know, there's only so many cons of that scale the average fan can afford to go to. And, and I think... They know the other thing that's going to start happening but well before they can get back on track is small mom-and-pop shows that are local are going to just go shooting up all over the place. Uh, I think we're going to see a real insurgence of that, getting back to that where you have smaller cons that are local. Yeah. Um, I tried to go to a toy show yesterday that's about 40 minutes from my house, and these guys run, they run four or five shows a year. And of course, I got over there and realized it's next weekend, not this weekend. But <laughs> you know, it's one of those senior moments. I'm like, oh shit! No, it's okay. You were first in line. That's right. That's right. Well, they had signs up too. It's like toy show, and I'm like, where is it? And I walked all over the place looking for it. They had a USA Gymnastics competition going on in one building, and they had a vaccine clinic going on in the other building, and couldn't find it and then I finally dawned on me oh it says August 24th on the sign <laughs> well, well oh, the man. thing that we keep discussing in the shop and I've been discussing with a bunch of other retailers is everybody kind of wants to wait and see what happens at the first big show because nobody knows how many people are going to show up because there's just all varying opinions on who wants to be around people yeah. and, and the other thing is whether whatever side of it you go on about wanting big celebrities at a show they do bring people in 
how many big celebrities want to go to a show and I don't know deal with the public shaking hands uh, a lot of people like to get the photo ops now are you going to pay $300 to take a photo op with somebody where you're both wearing masks or maybe they have to put a piece of plastic between the two of you I, nobody yeah. seems to have an answer so nobody knows what you're going to look at in the first show uh, it's a difficult war, difficult, definitely difficult thing to navigate actually for these these concepts. But I mean, San Diego Comic Con is—I always just assumed that San Diego Comic Con is kind of bulletproof, as it was, you know, it's San Diego and it's kind of like the, it's the granddaddy of them all. But uh, every empire rises and falls. <laughs> yeah. So, so there is, there has been no update then on on what day they're gonna, what San Diego are gonna do then. They're they're, they're not gonna still go for the. Thanksgiving. There's been an update, but I'll be surprised if they do Thanksgiving. Mm. Thanksgiving weekend would be really tough. Uh, I, I mean, you're going to get vendors that are desperate to do it because they haven't done shows. But then, like someone like me, if I was local, I don't. I'm not. I mean, my wife will lose her mind if I'm not home on Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, That's your answer to that. Then. So, Troy, tell us a little bit more about the old retailing, and let's get try and veer it into a little bit of hot toy talk and stuff like that. That's kind of obviously what our podcast is in about. Fact, in fact, could I could I pose a question? Because it's I mean, go. It, it, go, it might go, be go. unanswerable. I don't really know, but obviously, you sell everything and everything, all scales. You know, mm -hmm. from action, tiny action figures right up to your one third statues or whatever. What are you finding is the kind of biggest leap market at the moment? Because obviously a few years ago it was one six and one twelve we've just seen recently really kind of explode, and I just wondered what trends you were seeing in the market, what people what people were sort of going for these days. I am finding more and more people are finding hot toys, and well, just coming in. I mean, my hot toy inventory is being diminished to the point of this. We don't really have a lot of stock. People are finding hot toys and coming in and buying two, three at a time because they just discovered them and the popularity of the shows, the movies, people, they, they want every figure that goes with them. Yeah. And now, are they kind of people, because I often wonder, because I'm of the thinking that, you know, I live in a quite a commercial city, Southampton, England, and, you know, there's a beautiful, one of the biggest shopping malls in the country is over there. And I often felt that, you know, for a lot of people who aren't as geeky and nerdy, we're not plugged into every toy news and yada yada, that I would have met, if you put, if you open up a hot toy store and you put those, or a store that actually had a big hot toys display, I think your, your quite average movie fan would be gobbling these things up. Do you get, do you get any of those kinds of people that come in? Uh, yes and no. I, I mean, collectors find me and they, especially if they think you have stock, it's not a random website that they have to order from. They love being able to come in and walk out with items. Yeah. But I'm just finding it's a little bit of everything. That's why you have to carry like a, a vast variety because your average person's not going to come in and spend $300 on a figure, but they'll come in and spend $50 on a diamond gallery statue, something yeah. like that. Uh, uh, someone finds something that they want to get for their cousin or uh, I get a lot of moms and dads that want to buy stuff for young kids so they're not going to buy $300 Hot Toys figures but at the same time the collectors are out there and they're just I mean I don't know just losing their mind from being stuck in the house all the time so now that they're being able to get out they just have to come in and, and get stuff mm. yeah. yeah and those those $50 statues are like crack cocaine man yeah. you get them hooked on those and the next thing you know they're buying a $300 statue uh, that's usually what. Again, it's it's a good way to enter into collecting. You don't. It's want, a it's like, a gateway you know, drug. It's a gateway <laughs> drug. <laughs> right. People aren't walking in and buying a thousand dollar Prime One statue, but they'll spend fifty, a hundred dollars on something, and they like that. And three months later, they buy something else. And a year from now, they decide they got to have that big piece, three, four, five hundred dollars. 
Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, and that, that is the way with the hot toys and, and and these things as well. You you buy one and you get the bug, and all the time on like the, the Facebook groups or the the OSR groups and things like you see a, a, a person brand new. Oh, this is my first hot toy, and literally the big thing now. Welcome to the rabbit hole, dude. And sure yeah. enough, the dude comes back like a week later. I bought six more. <laughs> well, well, I, I think you're right because I think if that collecting gene is in you. It's and I remember you know back in the day when I was first reading Mike's website when it kind of I got kind of switched on to the fact there was a world of idiots like me out there. Yeah, and it was kind of like I'm not um, alone. yeah, you know you you were collecting stuff from just you know the local Woolworths or whatever. You know they were they were, they were five quid a, th- a chuck or whatever, and you were putting these things up and you liked them. They were fun. But then it just rolls and rolls. Before you know it, you're getting Hasbro 12-inch figures, and it's, oh, Sideshow. You discover Sideshow. Well, these are quite cool. And I'm talking back in the day when they were like 20 bucks, 25 bucks or something. And it just snowballs. And before you know it, you're just, um, yeah, you're just rationalizing to yourself, well, it's only $300. That's okay. That's right. Well, it snowballs, and before you know it, you built a building, and now you're building out shelves and buildings. <laughs> well, we're, we're talking to the grand value. We're talking the, to the granddaddy of collectors here. The other thing that I find is I do find people that get into it, and for whatever reason, they feel they have to build a collection immediately. <laughs> so I'll, I'll get people that will come in, and they'll tell me they just discovered this statue or this figure, and in a week's time, they'll buy $2,000, $3,000 worth of stuff, and they're telling me they're buying from all these other people. And I get a lot of people that are like, oh, they must turn out to be a great customer of yours. And I say, no, I'm never going to see that guy again. Because then their credit card bill shows up, and they realize they dropped eight, ten thousand dollars in a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you have you got have you got a, what's what's your what's your store like, uh, then, then Troy? What, what's your big? I would I assume you've got a crazy pop section. I pops are very popular. Uh, somewhere, a couple of probably about a month and a half ago, a gentleman came in, bought a couple of pops, took pictures of them out in the parking lot in his car and shared them to a local pop group. And since then, it has been nonstop pop people walking in the door. I, I, I do very well with them online, but I mean, I've been having people coming in buying three, $400 worth of pops each. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, pops are, it's, it's, say it's, what you want, they sell. They, and they do. Yeah. Collectors love them. I, 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 you know I what have... I hate about them? I have a unique dislike for them. Go on, Mike. And my <laughs> unique dislike isn't because they're stupid little Chatsky, you know, uh, nerd hummels, uh, but because they they're sucking dry the action figure market on like toys for things like uh, Bob's Burgers and Solar Opposites and Rick and Morty. You can't get that. There's nobody who's going to make a twenty dollar action figure for Solar Opposites and take the risk if the license has already been picked up by Pops because the company thinks, eh, they're covering the low end. Yep. So, so you yeah. don't, you cannot find a good cartoon-based, animated show-based action figure line out there anymore. They're, they're just all gone. And once upon a time, we had tons of them. So that's yeah. my personal piss off about. Pops. Well, the, the other, the other thing with them is I find that you know, I'm, I'm proud to wear my geeky kind of, you know, heart on my sleeve, and I'll, you know, I've got toys at work and all kinds of stuff. But the acceptable face of geekism is, is, is pops because you know everybody at work's got a pop on their desk. <laughs> it's from a license they're not, whether it's um from a sitcom or a sci-fi or whatever, they've got one. It's just kind of like it's the, it's that acceptable face of something that people just buy into. And that's, I think, why the best pop we ever sold was Sharknado. 
Oh, really? And, and I think people just like the quirkiness of putting it on their desk. I mean, people that never bought Pops bought that Sharknado Pop because it was just so funny looking. And yeah. they, they will risk doing licenses that an action figure just won't because a pop, making a pop costs very little and making an action figure costs way more. So I, yeah. there is a bigger risk. I mean, that is interesting what you say there, Mike. I mean, I've never actually quite thought of it like that. But I mean, I can only, I can only gauge in myself, you know, if, if, if I, I won't buy a Bob's Burgers pop because a Bob's Burgers as a pop is going to be very dull, I feel, because it's already a cartoon. I want what makes Bob Burgers unique is those character proportions and the way those characters, the slightly ugly animation that they have, but we love it because it's Bob Burgers. I mean, I, I, I think that, that that's an example where I think mm, I would not bother with a pop. I'd prefer a figure. And as there See, is... But that's not my point. My point isn't the... It, my point is, is that if you're an action figure company trying to make action figures, let's say, uh, who's the guys who did the Bob's Burgers figures? Um, oh, is that just something new, but haven't they? Oh, I can't think of their name. It's not. Oh, it's it, it always reminds me of play, praying mantis, but it isn't. Um, um, anyway, the, the, if you're those guys, and you already know that some portion of the solar opposites market, which isn't going to be a big market in the first place, has been sucked up by ten dollar pops, you're not going to go and make. You're not going to pick up a license to make action figures. They 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 cut into that some yeah, yeah. of that base and reduce the, the number of people who are going to be buying them, and it makes it much more difficult for companies who want to do you know five point articulation animated kind of figures. Yeah. Like we got with the Simpsons and the Muppets and you know a million other lines once upon a time. And like I just said. Those figures, you know, if you do push out, you know, go out on a limb and say, right, we're going to do a range of Bob's Burgers or, or whatever, Rick and Morty, whatever it is, um, it's not going to have the cut through that a pop does. Pops are everywhere. Yeah, you know, you're going sure to know are. they, you're just going to know they exist because you're going to see them in a shop or you're going to see them online. They're promoted the hell out of. Whereas the, the more sort of specialist, you know, I say specialist, just niche figures, you're not even going to know they exist unless you really do some research. And people don't, they just happen upon stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I've never looked at it like that before. But I guess you guys are right. You know. I'm... Well, here's another thing that just dawned on me the other day, and I don't know why it's taken this long for it to dawn on me. What are we going to do about DC and based figures? With DC Direct gone, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was looking at all my. I, I'm cracking out all my Mattel. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. Direct, You've been doing other DC Universe ones. with that stuff. And I'm going nuts with opening all that stuff up. And Mattel, after they got off to a bit of a rocky start, did a really great job with the DC Universe and with the multiverse stuff. And and what are we? What McFarlane's going to take over? McFarlane and the five figures they release twice a year. I mean, it's just yeah. we're just not getting with DC Direct gone. We're not getting the the cool DC stuff anymore. At least with Marvel, you still have Marvel Legends, but but we are in a period of time where you're getting in an on the at low end side. You're getting fewer and fewer options. Um, uh, honestly, it's there. not even the it's not even the low end side. I, I was going to say the biggest obstacle right now is getting stock of items and exactly with dc collectibles gone i mean we have stock on some dc statues and it is shrinking very quickly every day people are buying what's left of the stock and there's no place to replenish it uh diamond just had their their kind of uh, upcoming video like would which would have been toy fair showing what's coming in the next year mm. and their gallery statues there's not one dc ca- character in the gallery statues either 
and there's just no companies producing. You've got Sideshow that puts out the statues, so that's the higher end. But even then, you're only getting one, maybe two characters every quarter. And they're always the big-named characters. Yeah, and and it's just drying up. I mean... I would argue, though, that from a collector point of view, what what's something like the DC universe? Well, you kind of have all those characters now. Was is is the um, I I didn't I didn't buy many of the DC universe figures, but for those who have bought them all, i.e., you, Mike, was there some that they didn't get to? Well, no, but I don't want to get to a point where I've got you know that it's great to have a line that's fifteen years old. That's a great line, but I would also like to have something new once in a while. But I mean, the, but McFarlane are doing a lot of really weird and interesting. Yeah, he's, he's just plucking randomly from everywhere. Stuff, but the only one, the, every one I've bought's broken on me, and I, I don't know. And the articulation just plain sucks on most of them. Yeah. So, so yes, McFarlane is doing something with it, but I would like to have a better option than just that one. And, like, and it makes it very hard. Like McFarlane as a company is not, on the retailer end is not an easy company to deal with. Um, <sighs> I've gone to them at Toy Fair a couple of times. They want, the opening order to open an account with McFarlane is they want you to buy a half a million dollars worth of stock. Jeez. And wow. I'm like, okay, so you've got your your Walmarts, your Kmarts, your things like that, that they buy it as one account. Someone like me, I can't buy a half a million dollars worth of action figures. Okay. And, and that's the open and that's the opening order. I think you I think something it's then you have to keep up like hundred and fifty thousand a year. I mean, how are they getting anybody to well, then, from what, them? What ends up happening then is you buy it through a distributor like Diamond, but yeah. then the margins are so low, it almost doesn't become worth it to carry it, especially when I'm competing against, say, a Walmart, that they get it in two, three months ahead of time because they're buying directly from McFarlane. And by the time I even get my shipment, they're blowing them out and discounting them because they've already blown through their sales and now they just want to clear the shelf space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, so they makes it. It makes it very hard for a, a retailer to carry their product, and of course they they do these enticing target exclusives and whatever you know these Walmart. Yeah. A lot of a lot of companies are, are are doing Walmart and Target exclusives. It seems to be the way. Like there's something there's even entire lines that it's only just going to be available. Like the Master Origins line was only ever in what was it? Was it only ever in Walmart for like the first few months or something before it was released everywhere else? There's that starting to happen now as well. well how does that? affect things Troy so when did you did you get Masters Origins in honestly you just don't carry them then right because everybody that wants them has already gotten them you guys are not going to wait four or five months for them to trickle down to me so you're buying them right away and then what ends up happening is I get them in and then it's well can you match the price of Walmart can you match the price of this and I mean the margins are not big on action figures you're doing volume So if you're not selling a lot of them, it doesn't pay. And then you throw in, like last year, there were no shows. So, I mean, that's a lot of stuff you bring to shows because people will just pick them up and uh, I need this guy, I need this figure, I need this for my collection. When you have to factor in that you have to ship things to people and shipping has just gotten – the prices have gotten – That's effort and time and all the rest of it as well added on top. Right. I mean when somebody's buying a $25 action figure and it costs – $11 $11 to ship it to them, I, I mean, they'll, they they kind of balk at that, and it's, that's why those are great to bring to shows, so now you got to determine how many of those do you want to bring to shows, and then without shows, it kind of cut the market for at least a year, and who knows, I mean, they're planning on shows this year, if there's a spike, they may close shows down, it's up to the state 
So yeah, yeah. you can't guarantee that there's going to be shows this year. You're planning for them, but I mean, next week everything could change again. Yeah, it could exactly. Yeah, yeah it's a volatile, scary times. Yeah, volatile well, situation. And, and a couple of the companies are putting this. They're putting riders in the contracts this year. That should the show be canceled through no fault of their own, they're keeping twenty percent of what you pay. Ah, uh, that's not cool. Well, they, they, their logic is they're covering advertising costs and, and staff and everything that they were doing to ramp up the show. And I'm like, I understand that. but 20%? Hey, not 20%, man. Come on. That's a bit much. Well, my booth at, my booth at New York Comic Con last year would have been $6,600. Yeah. So, I mean, if they cancel and they keep 20% of that, I, that's a nice little chunk of change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that. that that's that. That's. And I'm, I'm guessing you can't get insurance for this kind of stuff either, because it's all act of God stuff, isn't it? Uh, honestly, uh, even to get, uh, when I first opened a little over 11 years ago, it, it's almost impossible to get an insurance company to cover you. Um, the first thing that they asked was if you're doing sports memorabilia, which I don't do because there's just such rampant fraud in that industry. Right. But in the 11 years I've had the shop. Up until this year, I had never put in a claim in, mm-hmm. and I've been dropped by six different insurance companies because they just don't want to handle collectibles for whatever right. reason. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, that's an interesting one, actually. I mean, I mean, what would be in? Just to get back onto action figures, kind of again. What would like? What's the, in terms of the comp- companies and stuff like? What, what are the companies that are good to deal with as a retailer, like yourself, Troy? Oh, all the companies are, are good and bad. I mean, they've all got their... Honestly, what it really comes down to is who your rep is, because there's really good reps for every company, and there's really horrible ones. Mm. But, I mean, Sideshow's a very easy company to deal with. Um, it, it's Items go up for solicitation. We put them up. They basically give you what they call a last call. You place the order. Mm. Um, uh, NECA is kind of easy to deal with. Uh, I mean, they're mass-produced to- figures, they're easy enough to deal with. Uh, yeah, NECA are very dominating, much dominating the market yeah. as well. I mean, they, and, and they're getting their stuff onto lots of random shelves as well, like that, yeah. like, they're, like they're getting into a lot of the, like the men's stores over here. You'll see a lot of NEC, the NECA figures, the Halloween figures, the Gremlins and all those. They'll, they're, mm-hmm. they're getting them out there. So I'm always interested to see what toy companies get onto shelves, and I'm like, why can't this company get that onto a shelf? Why, you know, that, I like that toy. Like, why can't that? Like, you know, why can't why can't I see a storm, a storm collectibles figure on on the toy shelf? And when I'm seeing just the Neckers and the McFarlanes and stuff, I guess maybe because it, it is it is very weird dealing with some of the companies. A lot of them don't want to open up accounts with individual retailers. Um, I mean, I've had a couple of them tell me, "Oh, I don't want to deal with the mom and pop shop." I'm like, "Why is that then?" I, well, I, I again, I get I kind of get offended. I don't consider myself a mom and pop shop. I tell them, "Listen, I'm going to give you a credit card to keep on file." All you have to do is bill it and ship it. When you put up an item for sale, all you have to do is give me a minimum order quantity. Either I feel it's worth it or I pass on it. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be that complicated. All you yeah. got to do is print a label on the box and slap it on the box mm-hmm. and ship it to me. And there are a lot of companies and even some of the bigger statue companies that they've decided they don't want to deal direct. They want to distribute through a diamond or they want to distribute through a sideshow. And all of them make it very difficult because, especially if you're getting stuff through Diamond, you never know if you're going to get the stuff. Things get allocated all the time, so it makes it very hard for me to promote their items because um, you, you think you're going to get in, I don't know, a dozen of this or a dozen of that, 
Yeah. And the next thing you know, you get <clears throat> two weeks before it ships, you get allocated, and they ship you two. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I may be way off the market, but another thing I've often thought with, particularly with large suppliers, large manufacturers, is when they're supplying the massive retailers, they're dealing with people who, as we already know, we've discussed, they, they deal in massive numbers of units to, to shift. Mm -hmm. Whereas when they're dealing with someone who's a bit smaller, you know, notice a bit, a bit cooler, they actually yeah. understand the market better as well. They understand that when they're making this or that figure, whether it's a cool decision, whether they think there's a market for it. Whereas the other guys will just order 10,000 units anyway, because yep. it's there. It's kind of it's a, it's a thing they do, and they'll end up on discount. You know, they'll end up in the you know the freezer aisle, but they just do it. See, for me, someone like me, when I put their stuff up on my website, I just put estimated release date with the quarter, and listen, I'll deal with the customers on my end. Oh, how come it hasn't come out? Hey, it's been delayed. What can I tell you? There was COVID. There's manufacturing <laughs> issues. Uh, well, again, we get that. All, this was supposed to come out then. Listen, I only put up an estimated release date, and, and that's why I say, here's my credit card. Keep it on file. When the item comes out, just bill and ship it. I'm not going to bother you guys about delays. Uh, we've had there's been sideshow items. Yeah, Mezcor always two, late. Two and a half, two and a half years late, and they and yeah. listen, when they come out, they come out. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, likewise sideshow. I mean, sorry, likewise um, hot toys. Yeah, figures yep. that you know, they're they're months, sometimes years late. It's just how, um, how long was that Hulkbuster Iron Man? I think that was two and a half years yeah, late. Yeah, that was yeah. well late. That was yeah, that was that was yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's 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 a funny. One. I think there's there's an, and the thing is, I'm I'm dealing with a lot of these smaller companies as well, and I'm always wondering how can you don't guys don't do that and things like that. You know, there's a, the dude. Um, I'm dealing with a dude in uh, China, uh, in Hong Kong actually. Sorry, not China, uh, Hong Kong. Uh, Xerxes, he did the um the, the combatants. The I don't know if you saw those yet. They're they're these kinds of uh, gladiator figures. They're a, like mythic legions, but they're not mythic legions. They are like they're their own thing. They're gladiatorial figures and stuff, and they're really really well engineered and stuff like that. And I'm just like, why? why? He was just hesitant and kind of wanting to deal with companies, and and I'm like, mm -hmm. they didn't quite explain. So some some companies are a little funny. They're, they they have their own even... little personal reasons. I think maybe I don't know. There's I'm not in their brain, so you know. Well, the other thing is they could just change the order quantities. We deal with Mezco. They're great to deal with. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, very easy. You put the order in stuff when it comes in, it ships right away. For the longest time, uh, especially like the one twelfth collectible figures that we do pretty well with. Yeah. It, it minimum order quantity is a case. Sometime about a year and a half ago, they decided to up the quantity to two cases. Wow. Okay. okay. Listen, we know that ahead of time. How many? How many is in a case? Uh, six. Wow. Okay. Cool. Well, well, they've changed it now. Now the minimum order quantity is four cases. Wow. Which, oh. listen, that's their right, and I'm dealing directly with them. I get it at a better discount, and I get them first. I know the reg. I know up front what I'm dealing with, and if I want to buy them. I can get four cases right away, or I could pay a little more and order individual ones through some like a company like Diamond. But it's right there in front of you. They're giving you the option. There's companies that just don't even want to give you the option. So it's like, okay, well, companies call. Oh, do you carry this? No. How many? Do you carry this? No. Because it, it's not even worth it to buy it through Diamond. Because no. some of these things, I mean, there are some items that Diamond gives you five percent off on. What, what what is the point? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I hear you. Well, just out of curiosity, did you order in the uh, Mezco Conan mixed media statue? We did. How many did you order? We got a half a dozen of them coming. Wow, I, cool, I, cool. Yeah, I, I mean Conan's always. We did very. We've Conan. We've always done very well with. And unfortunately, um, 
Chronicle Collectibles when they had Conan oh, they stuff went, coming. Oh man! You know, yeah, yeah. And the, the <clears throat> online uh, chatter about them is, is so horrible, but we had their stuff coming, and I was looking forward to it. But what can you do? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Had, we had a chat with them, didn't we, a year or so ago, a couple of years? Uh, no, no, uh, that was. Um... I thought we had Chronicle. On. Oh no, no. No, no, that was. Jesus. Uh, oh, who were the guys been, that were doing? Gentle uh... Eats, uh, something. Eight. Molecule Ease. No, no, no. I thought we had. Who were the guys that were we doing? We were going the to get QMX. You were going to Jurassic Park. Yeah, we talked to Chronicle. Yeah, it was yeah, Chronicle. Chronicle. Yeah, yeah so it was Chronicle. Yes, yeah, we had them on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, I remember talking about Conan at the time because they had the two. They had the the sort of war paint version, didn't they? And the and the kind of regular. And, and, and um, they did a really nice King Conan statue on the throne that we oh, did really well. Oh, I wanted that one. Oh, that's so yeah. cool, that one. Yeah, that's a cool one. That was a cool one. Yeah, and and yeah. I've dealt with them a few times. Uh, they have been. They were at New York Comic Con a few years. And, I mean, they were their setup was only like an aisle or two away from where we were. So I was over there talking to them, getting details, tr- deal, trying to make deals with them direct. And, and they were a very nice company to deal with. But, uh, listen, I don't know why they went under. It happens. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I remember that one six girl stuff looked looked really nice. It was sort of nudging Hot Toys quality, but um, the the, the Jurassic Park stuff, which I was kind of tempted by, particularly the Blossoraptor set, but they were they were pricey items. So was I. They were expensive. Yeah, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's funny because QMX kind of kind of disappeared as well, and I know the guys who are doing the Star Trek figures have kind of gone they, off and, and branched. Yeah, and Tam, Tammy's um, doing his own thing now. Yeah, well, it's 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 it's, it's with Dave Stevens as he, well. He's going to come on the podcast oh, right. as well. He wants to come on to talk about once their once their figures out. Once the once I believe yeah, Mike, yeah. once I believe Mike Crawford gets data, he's coming on. Is that yeah. EXL? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I spoke into them. They said, right, yeah, we used to deal directly with QMX, and I mean, we've done very well with a lot of their stuff, and yeah, and now it, the license has just moved on. It that's another thing we see a lot. There's people that have licenses and they don't take advantage of them. Mm. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. Well, they I mean, well the, the weird thing is, I mean, I, I, through the, the line of work I work in, I know so many companies that are sitting on licenses in certain territories just to stop other people using them. Yeah, a bit of spike going on that. there as well. Yeah, yeah that's pretty yeah, sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 very annoying when you see like certain like one six scale figures that, that from companies that are supposedly coming out and next in the com- it, it it doesn't happen, you know. So I like I really wanted it, those Conan figures. No, got it. It's it's not happening. And yeah, I got the Super Seven Conan figures, and they're nice. But I wanted a one six scale Conan. You know, you want that one yeah. solid represent high end representation of the character. And we and we haven't had one yet, you know. So I'm what happens to well, a license? I was bummed because. They did the uh, on the Jurassic Park side. While I liked the six scale figures, they were going to do the uh, uh, Barbasol can prop replica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know those are out there. You can buy. Uh, I was going to say that got released, versions. didn't it? Uh, no, that didn't get released. Oh, didn't it? Oh, I thought it. Uh, no, Mattel had, yeah, released an exclusive with the bottle. that are customs and they cost the arm and a leg. Um, but uh, that was a reasonably priced, really good looking replica. Yeah. And yeah, so I was bummed when that didn't make it out. We did very well with those on pre-order because it was just a quirky, unique item, and a lot of people wanted it. And yeah, yeah I mean, and then it's just yeah, the company you, they don't make it, and unfortunately, you can't get anything. Yeah. Tell us yeah. a messed up story on a weird pre-order troll. What's the weirdest kind of situation you have where there's a figure or an item that you kind of like, oh my god, or in any kind of weird little odd stories? Because we're kind of coming up to the end now of, well, of, of this part portion of the podcast because we've been talking for quite a bit. There, there's a company out there. Um, listen, I, I don't like to bash companies. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm direct with them. Yeah. And part of your 
wholesale agreement is you have to sell things at a minimum advertised price. Okay, that's fine. I mean, you know that up front. The, the problem is, is the purchase price from them is more than if I buy it from Diamond. And if I buy it from Diamond, I can sell it for whatever price I want. Uh-huh. So yeah. we're buying it from Diamond, and I have it up on my website, and they contacted me. And they're like, well, you realize you're under the minimum advertised price. And I go, yeah, I understand that. And they're like, well, we're not going to fill your order. I don't have an order with you. And they did not. I said, you're selling it so cheap to Diamond that Diamond can sell it cheaper to me. So I said, in my economics class, I've never (laughs) understood this, where being direct with you is more costly than buying it from somebody else. That's mental. Yeah, and they got a little mad about it. And I said, well, you close my account. I don't really care. What's their logic there to think? Someplace else. What was the logic there? Oh, Again, making money, I, but getting it wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, but it, but that is really get like, but like, like, like that's basic economics. I mean, why on earth would they not remedy that? That's just stupid. What I have found in all these years is there are a lot of companies out there that have a lot of talented people working for them, mm. uh, sculpting, painting. And they have no business sense whatsoever. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like that. And, and <laughs> un, un, like that, you see company after company go by the wayside because they just don't know how to run a business. They're great at producing product. They're they don't know. Again, they don't want to open accounts. They don't want to give you the right discount. Uh, I mean, if I'm going to go direct with you, shouldn't I be getting an extra percentage off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. They're like, no. I'm like, then why would I open an account with you? That I have to follow your rules and your regulations. I can buy it someplace else and do what I want with the item. Because yeah, yeah. it's, you know, it's a simple marketing ploy, isn't it? You, you, you make your product desirable and then you sell it at a price that's beneficial to you as a business. The fact that you can get it through a third party and still make a better profit than them, and that is just off the scale mental. Right. <laughs> and, and then I don't have to follow their rules. I can yeah. sell it twenty dollars cheaper, which makes me more desirable than buying it direct from the company. So yeah. it, the logic is outstanding when you deal with some of these companies. Mind you, I find this a lot with just general fast-moving consumer goods. You know, stuff that you want to buy on the internet. You'll look at you'll, you'll buy it from a local supermarket for a price, and you'll find the company direct online, and you'll find that they can't match the price that they're selling it for in the supermarket because it's you know that that's their overheads. That's the way it operates, and it just seems like a crazy world we're living in and that's, that's what's happening huh? hang on sorry <laughs> uh, just, just before we let you go away Troy how do you think the collectibles industry actually is just from, from your own perspective now I, I, I like asking this because I'm, it's, it's my main I'm, my, the roof is off, over my head because of the collectibles industry I tell you that now that is my bread and butter is designing stuff and doing stuff for collectibles in, in, in the, the industry and how how do you think it is i honestly find it as strong as ever yeah um there's always another company coming up there's uh, especially high-end stuff i i mean people are spending thousands and thousands of dollars on collectibles but the gallery statues uh the market right now is i i think disney plus amazon prime uh i believe netflix is now starting all the mark millar uh titles that Mm -hmm. they they purchased it, it, it saturates past us that are just collectors. It's mom and pops. It, it started with The Walking Dead and has just continued. Uh, Game I mean, of Thrones. Shows, yeah, we've been going to shows for years. I mean, it used to be the hardcore collectors and a couple outliers here and there. I mean, now it's family entertainment. 
And if you can keep products at a reasonable price, the gallery statues are 50 bucks, the NECA figures at $22, $23, pops again. I mean, there's just a lot of people that are out there that love this stuff. And especially at a show when, or if somebody walks into the shop and they've never seen a lot of this stuff, it's almost like a little kid in a candy store. Yeah. It, it, their yeah, eyes yeah. open and they can't believe what's out there. Yeah, and it's a great feeling to help people. Like, oh, I, I, you know, my son really loves this, and I bring him in the back in the warehouse, and we have forty different versions of this character. And, and I mean, you want to buy a thousand dollar statue of Superman? I've got it. You want to buy a twenty dollar figure of Superman? I've got it. <laughs> and and, and it, 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 the marketplace I mean, with Disney Plus, with all the new shows coming. It's just more and more stuff that's just getting out there. So long as these companies do the right thing with good storytelling, uh, I, I think there's no reason why the collectible market's going to suffer at all. Uh, you may not be have shows until next year maybe, but people are still buying stuff online. They're going into stores. Social media makes things very easy to find items. Uh, pe- people are spending money. They, they enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. And the other thing, you know, I know myself and uh, Mike have always said, you know, when we've done our reviews, is you know, buy it because you love it, buy it because you need it, buy it because you want it. Don't mm-hmm. buy as an investment. That's you know, that's, that's yeah. That's, that's, I, that, that's that's to me. That's that's a whole mm-hmm. other topic, there, Mike. I'm sure you've got plenty yeah. of opinions on this one here because it's like I am seeing a lot of moaning going on. Like you see stuff what happens with Master Universe Classics. There's a lot of moaning going on with Master Universe Classics. Oh, I can't buy these. They're way out of price. Well, dude, you they were out for ten years. And then, and then you see stuff like other oh, Mythic Legions. Like, dude, the Four Horsemen have been in operation for 10 years. How how you wake, you know, don't be moaning because you, you missed out. And they, some of them get really aggressively, like, about it. I'm like, Yeah, oh. yeah, likewise, when they re-release a hot toy figure because it was really popular and the aftermarket had gone mental, so they, they do a re-release. Oh. It's kind of like, I don't personally have a problem with it, but I know a lot of people do. But the thing I was going to say was, it's from your perspective, it, it, you know, like there are perennials, there are the evergreens like Star Wars, which just stick around, and Star Trek to a degree, and Harry Potter seems to be pretty much entrenched now. Um, yep. But there are others like, say, for example, Game of Thrones, absolutely massive for a few years. We've had the last series. A lot of people weren't particularly happy with the last series. You know, is that going to keep being popular? Are we going to start seeing people thinking, oh, I've had that now, I'm, I'm, I'm out of that market? I don't know, well, it's just... There, um... There's talk of, there's always the talk of a, a prequel. A yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that, it's, I know the, the last one was killed, but... Yeah, could they're happen. advertising now the Iron Anniversary, that it's been 10 years since the show came out, yeah. and I, I have, I still have, they, they keep advertising new pops. We keep yeah. bringing them in, because people keep buying them. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they just put up um, three zero. Just put up a new Daenerys figure. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, they have Daenerys they? Yesterday. <gasps> yeah. Really, there's a new Daenerys. Sweet, because I didn't yeah. like the last two. I did not like the last two. We, we need a new one. Ormond uh, and Jamie and uh, Arya that are still coming for sure. And didn't three zero announce they were doing after after. Um, Daenerys, they announced like three more. They haven't got them up for pre-order yet, but I forget who they were. Uh, the, again, they're, they're a company that at least takes advantage of their license. Um, I mean, my my only problem with three zero is they don't put out enough stuff for us. Mm. I, I wish they put out more. They're quite a small company. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, if they could do anything, even a quarter of the rate of how fast Hot Toys put things out, 
uh, they would do great they, with the. I, I don't know that the Walking Dead license is as popular as it used to be. But, no. But at one time they had both of them, and you're like, why aren't you putting out more stuff? Because people are just ravenous for it, and it just uh, that, like I said, that's just a company to me that just doesn't take advantage of the license. You have the two most popular licenses at one time, and you're putting out a figure a year. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, and that, that is the case in point I was kind of trying to make about those kind of licenses that have a slightly more fickle market. They're, they, you know, they're like a massive flash in the pan for like two or three years, but then once people lose interest in it, it's kind of like, why didn't you just totally utilize that? But as a small company, it must be really difficult to ramp up the production and the manufacturing because uh, um, it's risky. Right. Like again, I'm not on the inside. I don't know the numbers. It just seems if you're going to spend, I can't imagine those licenses were cheap. So yeah. if you're going to pay for them, I, I would take advantage of them. And then, like I said, I mean, you ramp production up. I guess you got to get a couple of new sculptors in there. And then, yep. I, I mean, do you turn around and take that profit and get into the next big license and the next big license? I mean, you're, look, you're looking to get even like one action figure made. You're looking at an upfront payment of like, you know, up to 50 grand. Because it depends on the amount of accessories, how big the actual figure is and all these all these things. I mean, it is, it's hefty stuff. You start getting into the mixed media uh, action figure uh, situation where you you need those tailoring experts and there's only so many you know places in the world that are that specific so you some of these companies have to wait in line as well to get to get because that company that say three zero could be dealing with to get their tailoring done could you know they have a back catalog and and three zero don't have maybe the clout to up that so it's, you can you yeah. you'll often find that as well like like I said the, the bigger companies can get like if Mattel put out a Snake Mountain it'd be a lot cheaper. Super Seven are a lot of smaller company. It costs a lot more. It's it's a weird like back to that weird economic situa- situation again, isn't it? But uh, that's mm-hmm. just that's it's, it's capitalism, isn't it, Mike? Capitalism, capitalism. Yeah, <laughs> right. And that's why when people come into the shop and they ask all these questions, I go, you know what? I have no idea about the inner workings of these companies. Mm. I, even the simple thing of who makes a decision as to what pose a statue is going to be in or what costume they're going to make a figure in. That, that's uh, that's me. That's, that's my job. Yeah. <laughs> but then, then you've got to live in the toxic world of all the online geeks who then just uh, rip it to pieces. Oh, dude, it's harsh. It's harsh. It's harsh. Do you realize how, do you realize how much flack I've gotten because Legolas did not come with two daggers? Uh, the the, the Lego Last Diamond Select figure, I I did give him two daggers. We've been, I I won't say anymore, but I we're we're, we're trying to find a way around that. I think they're trying to find a way around to get to get those daggers out there. I see that a lot with like, uh, especially when like the Batman black and white statues were coming out. People don't like this pose. People don't like this scale. People don't like this color. People don't like that. I'm like, well, maybe you're just too picky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's enough maybe, product out there that you can basically get everything. Yeah. There is, there is, there is a thing, but I think, I think, this, I think some criticism is warranted. I think so other criticisms aren't. Some people are just, they're just. I was, I like some, some questions that you get, like, dude, I don't know. I'm not, the, I'm not the company. I just designed the flipping thing. You know, it's like I, 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 I just, what, I, a lot of people have this. Like, you can provide them with the answers, and you know, and and it's like you, you, you don't. And again, you, you don't know the inner workings of companies. These decisions happen. There's so many things because you're, you're shipping something over to China. There's language barriers. There's Cues of factory productions and all these things that 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 there's so many. I mean, I I as a as a person who I dream one day of making my own action figure line. I've got a, quite a few ideas for some action figure lines that I think would generally sell. Sadly, one or two of them end up getting developed by someone else. Like that, ah, damn it! I I had that idea, you bastards. But fine, all you can do is maybe call it something a bit better again. Yeah, and the it, criticism it, of quality and likeness, I can understand. 
the, the criticism of oh it didn't come with this pe- this prop or something like that I mean, that's just, you could buy custom pieces out there if you had to. Yeah, there, there, there are so many ways around and things like that as well. And Everybody knows somebody with a 3D printer and half a brain these days. It's crazy, it's, it's, it's crazy <laughs> that actually, isn't it? It's, it's crazy. Right, listen, we better get on with some reviews. We better let you go away, Troy. Troy, before you go, okay. yep. give us, we're not going to run your advert, so run your own advert now. Fanboy collectibles. Uh, for them, it's a, yeah, for us, uh, it's a hobby. For them, it's a service. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Right now, the the most popular thing going on right now is the, the Hot Toys Scarlet Witch, and now the anything Hot Toys from Falcon and Winter Soldier. People are just gobbling those up as fast as we put them up for sale. Wicked. And I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's probably without spoiling anything, I'm sure there's probably something new coming in the next episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, and I I wouldn't be surprised if right behind that, you start getting something Loki. animated version from Star Wars Bad Batch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we got the Loki uh, TV and, series too coming up. There may or may not be some yeah. Loki stuff coming yeah. up. I can't say one way or another. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and of course the the book of Boba Fett's just around the corner. Oh yeah, it's all just going. It's all just going to be very. Uh, it's going off. Very busy, I think. <laughs> it's going off. Yeah, it's just going to constantly be product available. Uh, it's. Uh, First of all, I mean, the pops, they've already got Winter Soldier pops all over the place, WandaVision pops all over the place. But when you start wanting to get into your, your figures, uh, there's, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming. And I noticed um, Hot Toys put up uh, the new Iron Man that they said is comic book based. Yeah. yeah. So are we going to start getting some comic book figures from yeah, them? I mean, if they started pumping out some X-Men figures or, or some of these other ones that we just don't have a lot of, I, I could see that being another whole massive line for them that would just take off. Cool. And, yep. and you could probably get into almost like the way the Batman Black and Whites did, where you have different artists doing different interpretations of some of these figures, which yep. could really open it up to a, another massive line for them. Mike collects those, don't you, Mike? You love those yeah. black and white. You love those black and white. All right. I, I cool. love them. I've got about two dozen of them. They're great. That's uh, and Star Wars is like your number one thing, though, isn't it? Star Wars and comics comic books that's uh, i've got like the one company that went away that just nobody ever picked up the ball bowen designs uh Ah, nobody has ever picked up that marvel comic book scale and to me it's just i I don't know what they're charging for the license but it just seems like an untapped uh um, license out there that nobody's taken advantage of that's interesting that's an interesting one cool well dude it's been great finally having you on show because I wanted to have you on and just because I'm just fascinated to hearing all about the ins and outs of because you want to you know sometimes it's nice to give our listeners just a little bit of an inside loop into as much of the toy industry as we can and it was about time we kind of got a retailer on kind of a thing and as you're a sponsor of the show I figured it would be only right to get you on so Troy thank you Troy Emmy from Fanboy Collectibles it's fanboycollectibles.com and they can find you on Twitter. Just f- look for Fanboy Collectibles on Twitter. You'll recognize the little guy. He's got a little black and white icon with a little dude with shades and a spiky head of hair. And you'll you'll understand the icon. And I've got Jimi Hendrix and Iron Man Mark V, isn't it? On the on the oh, way. On I the do. Way I me. do envy you that Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. I'm really looking forward to it. I know it's been a bit of a mixed thingy on there and stuff. I've but s- I've seen very mixed reviews. I've seen some great photographs. Yeah. I've seen some absolutely pish poor photographs. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But at the same time, it's Hendrix, and it's it's not going to happen again. It's is it's not going to happen again. I don't think so. And, and and now just to talk about, again, the distributor we get them from, I reached out to them when we ordered them because originally they said the original orders were going to get that bonus hat. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just wanted to know if you, it was going to come with it. 
and they never got back to me to let me know. But apparently, the ones that we have all have that bonus hat in there. Yes, nice. sweet, yeah. with the feather in it and stuff. Yeah, cool, yep. cool, cool, cool. Purple haze are in my veins. All right, Troy, thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. I'll be talking to you over email and things, and maybe we'll get you on in a couple of years' time again and see where we're at then. And we'll be talking about sure. like robotic toys, like that Optimus Prime that got released. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did, you, did you see the Optimus Prime? I've, I, I've, I've heard somebody talking about it. I still haven't seen any videos, really. All right, we'll talk about it after. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about it in a sec. Right. Thank you so much, Troy. We'll let you go away, dude. Thank you. Okay. Everybody stay safe. <laughs> stay Cheers. Safe. You too. Lovely talking Cheers. to you. Yep. Cheers. All right, man. See you Bye. later, man. Bye-bye. Cool. Well, there you go. That was uh, that was Troy there. Now on the it was just I was just well, again. I wanted to have someone on from the on from the retail point of view, and, and get a good little insight. There was some mad little insights there and things. I wonder who that company. Well, was. I think it's interesting hearing you know, you know, just what these companies like to deal with. Um, and it's yeah, it's, it's always interesting. You know, but honestly, I've I I have I have loads of ideas for action figures, but you need so much capital, man. I mean, I and. Oh. Oh. You know, and it's and you've got to be clever. You know, you, you got and I, I see what this dude, this dude in, in in China who's doing these gladiator figures are doing. You know, he he you got to invest a big lot of money first to build the basic body, and then you can kind of capitalize on that body by putting bits onto it. And he's you know, and 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 like 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 Mass Universe Classics, they build a great basic body buck, and then they, they you know you can put they it's done in such a way that they can economize as best as possible on that one body and that one mold and things like that, and then whack a bunch of accessories into the mold. And like these are some of these molds, and it's even going to be the same for Hot Toys as well. You know, Hot Toys accessories and all these other bits if they do a head or they do decide to do a new body or torso, it's the same thing. You know, you're talking about a big cube that's like you know almost two foot, sometimes bigger, and they have to be rolled in on chains, man. And it's it's like hefty process making an action figure it always it's 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 fascinating that we go to so much effort for such kind of things but i guess and the thing is they mean so much to us so it's kind of nice that so much effort goes into them but we better get on with some reviews and stuff like we were talking earlier yeah. we, there was some new, there was a couple of new releases that we did we did like we've got um we've got uh the what's the girl from star trek um buck the starbucks character that played star wars rather uh from uh, mandalorian oh uh, Katie's, well, Katie, Katie, Katie Sackhoff's character. Ashoka or whatever. But, no, um, not Ashoka. No, you're talking about, no, no, oh. you're talking about the Mandalorian one, though. But the Mandalorian yeah. lady. The, the, oh, yeah, yeah. Bo-Katan. They've, 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 they've announced a, a yeah. more recent Bo-Katan. DX, haven't they? Of... Bo-Katan, yeah. yeah. There you go. That, that's a nice figure. Anyone, anyone getting that? Because I might. Yep. You're going to get that I one, I think Mike. I probably will. It's too yep. nice, that one. The face sculpt is really on the money in that one, I, I figured. But um, I was a little disappointed with Ahsoka. To be honest, the the uh, Rosario Dawson's Ahsoka. I don't see much Rosario Dawson in that face sculpt. It's do you guys. I'm, I'm I'm liking it. I mean, yeah. it's um. I think they've gone for quite a stern expression, but I can certainly see her in there. Mm. Um, I, likewise, yeah. I I think the is a poker. I I can see it in both of them. I think there there's there's something a little bit masculine about both of them. But at the same time, I think the reason people think that is because when you go for realism in a female sculpt. It's just not a pretty Barbie anymore. It's a proper representation of someone's face, mm. and uh, and that's how these people look. And it's, I think it's 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 a non-glamorized kind of realistic version. I'm, I I thought both were pretty strong to me. Really? Oh, okay. What else? What else have we got? Oh, you just oh, hold on. Talk away and let me load up. Let's find out the because I want to see this Daenerys. Where can I see this Daenerys, Mike? Uh, well, she was on Sideshow. That's where I ordered mine. Sideshow. Hold on. Sideshow.com. Let me have a quick look. So. I'm just punching Game of Thrones. I haven't seen. I haven't seen this one. While I... you're there, you can order me the dragon. Yeah, no. Have they have, have they still got the dragon? You can order me the dragon. Yeah, I'm sure they still haven't. I thought. And I see. I, I see thought the dragon was the... been. Out, I thought the dragon had been out for ages. 
It has been off for ages, but I said fifteen hundred dollars. I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Sell something to buy it. I see, Mike, that you just had the one twelve uh, Hellboy up. I must admit, I'm, yeah. I'm beginning to think I really want to get the Hot Toys one now. Don't get me on the film because I've, I've I've watched it twice. I hated it the first time. The second time, basically, oh. I've revisited all the old comic books recently. I bought the library editions, and I've reread them. And I just think it's it's actually a pretty good representation of the character. It's certainly closer to the novel, the graphic novels, than what um, was done by um, you know in the first ones. Um, but the first ones had charm and wit, and were kind of whereas this was just a bit too nasty, really. But it has got me thinking. I really want to get that figure. Yeah, I skipped the Hot Toys one, but yeah, um, I did. I've got enough of the other ones. I've got all the sideshow, and I've got the Hot Toys that they did earlier. So, well, I, I had the sideshow ones. I've been selling them off slowly. Uh, I've still got the kind of the deluxe one that comes with the big horns and the the sword and the the, the grenade um, belt and whatever. And I'm thinking oh, I might just get rid of the lot, but just keep the two Hot Toys ones. But yeah, I am quite tempted by that that new one. And, and to tell you what, though, rereading the, the the books made me have to go out and get the one thousand toys one twelfth scale figure because mm. it's it's the best representation we've got of a comic, but a Mignola version mm. of the character, and it just really makes me wish there was a really good one six scale one out there. I know uh, NECA or however you want to put it, they um they did some pretty good ones back in the day, but wasn't that in Mezco? Was it Mezco? Yeah, Mezco. Was Mezco? No, you're right. You're right. They did um, the movie ones, and they did a Magnola one, and they, they did the little four-inch ones. They did them in a bunch of scales. Yeah, yeah they were nice. They did the Magnola ones, and they had the, the, the kind of fabric coat, uh, yep. but the articulation was pretty limited, um, which is fine. You know, it would have been a nice, you know, nice pose, but I, I really am just craving a one-six scale, really poseable Magnola Hellboy. You know, I'm going to hold off for season eight, Daenerys. I'm not bowled over by this one, and it's not necessarily – it's nice – but I can't. They're not. Her face is a little too fat. Let's have a look at this. I'm not. I'm not. not I'm not really blown. I mean, I, I like the tailoring on it. The, the dress is nice. It looks nice. The hair is nice. But I don't know. She's a bit too expressionless again. She's just a bit too. She's not serene enough looking. And I know that's very. That's a big ask to get that kind of serenity in the kind of a face. And there's elements of it here. But and and you know you you can see they're very nice sculpting on the hair, but. I think I'll hold out. Mm. I'll, maybe I'll wait till I see it's in flesh. In the flesh, maybe it's. Been... Oh, you've gone. You still there, Eamon? I'm still here, but I don't hear Eamon anymore. No. I heard what sounded like an electronic galloping horse, and then he just disappeared. Daenerys, one, six, go. Oh, yeah, I'm just having a look at it. One. One, two. Well, you're back. Okay. What happened there? When was this released? December. All right. Well, there you go. That's that's Daenerys. Eh, we'll, we'll wait. Are you going to get a mic? Yep. Mm. Okay, cool. Well, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll hold off for this, this, this season three one. What season is this one that's just been released? This is season five. It's nice. It's a white dress, you know. I like. I like the things on it, but but it's 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 not. It's on the side shelf. It's right at the bottom. 
for some reason. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I found it. I yeah, found yeah, it. Yeah. I think I, I think I may get um, the new Jamie Lannister though. I think that's that's too nice. And your and your setup, Mike, your Game of Thrones setup is really nice as well. I'm loving all the updates from you. Gotta watch, follow Mike on Facebook, guys, because it's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely great the the update collection. Because it's like you're 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 going back and like you're finding a catalog, like not just like one or two figures, but it's like a catalog. What's oh, the entire run of this thing or whatever it is, and you plump put it out there. And it's like the Simpsons and the Muppets, and you know, like and and like the Game of Thrones and your Lord of the Rings as well. It was nice to finally see all of them, kind of like in nice big setups as well. And your and your setup and your lighting is absolutely very nice. Okay, yeah. right, lads. Let us do one or two reviews quickly, and then we go because I really got to get on. Yeah, likewise. My family won't like me if I don't do. Uh, okay, well, it's up just we, family we, time. We can call it a day now and just do a big review one next time. We can call it a day now, guys. We've done a good well, show. I, I'm literally sitting surrounded by figures. Yeah. <laughs> unboxed. <gasps> you poor thing. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you want to cover a couple. Did you want to do some one twelve stuff? No, um, no, I'm, I'm I'm fine. I just wanted to mention Snake Mountain. But if there's a figure you guys need to like that, you know that you need to speak about on this, say t- t- talk about it now. Uh, well, I'll tell you if you want to wait. I mean, just, um, Mike, have you got the heavy Mandalorian on no. order? You yes, I do. I, mean, I have oh, you my do. order. But he's through Big Bad Toy Store. They, they take a little longer. Should, well, should we leave him till next time? We can talk about him. Yeah, cool. Sure. He'd be a good yeah. one. He'd be a good um, one. So I'll leave him. I've got the. What's, what's the one that you wanted, I'll Mike? T- I'll tell you what. One I will quickly talk about is the um, video masterpiece series Iron Spider. Okay, cool. So he's arrived, and he looks absolutely stunning. He looks absolutely lovely. And but is this from the PlayStation Four game? This is from the game. Yeah, this is from the PlayStation Four game. So he comes with the three kind of mechanical arms rather than four, mm-hmm. um, which can be arranged in some really cool sort of poses because they're all articulated. They're all really nice and shiny gold. You can kind of have them arranged like a tripod, so he's kind of looking like a praying mantis with both feet off the ground. It's a great figure to sort of like, or sorry, it should be a great figure to pose. Oh, but it isn't. Oh, is it like <laughs> because... the is it like the Iron Spider from the movie? Is it got it's that like outfit? The Iron, it's uh... exactly like the Iron Spider from the movie. It's it's like Captain, like Captain Marvel, Marvel all over yeah. again. It's that shiny kind of plasticky pleather, which looks great if you just have him in a straight up and down it's standing lovely. pose. Nothing too dramatic. I mean, they've done some lovely engineering on the shoulder pauldrons. You can you can move them all around. They rock from side to side. You can move the arms up, but the underlying suit. Is if you leave it in, you know, for any amount of time in a pose, it's going to get wrecked. And likewise, if you have those legs underneath, you know, if you have the three legs in a tripod, so he's got his legs up in some kind of crazy pose, no person in their right mind is going to leave him in a dynamic pose for too long because it's just going to wreck this suit. So, what I would say is if you're a hardcore fan, it's a beautiful figure and it really is lovely. I mean, it's shiny, it's gold, and it's red, and it's a great representation of that character. But at the same time, yeah, it's disappointing in as much as the posability is just a nightmare because you are really going to like uh, either end up going for it and long-term wrecking it or just having him standing like he's in a bus queue doing nothing. So, I've decided. But it is a great-looking figure. And as I said, the, actual, the way they've designed the suit and the way they've gone into the detail and the texturing on the suit and all the different panels is just second to none. It's typical Hot Toys fantastic quality. And the yeah. engineering that has gone into the knees, um, there are a few sort of push points you have to be really careful of. Like on the arms, there's some really pointy plastic. And likewise, on the, on the front of the chest where the spider logo becomes almost like a, a diamond at the front that comes down to a sharp point. You can get an ab crunch out of him, but if you were to do it, you'd end up piercing the suit. It's kind of it's that. Oh, right, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Issue. Yeah. That you're thinking, what a beautiful design, 
but wasted on a figure that's meant to be highly articulated. It's um, a bit of a shame, really. It is. You can't help but feel, though, when you're praying that kind of price point, though, and with a company like Hot Toys, you you you, you probably know that they're striving for perfection. And if, and if they could produce suits that had that kind of oh, yeah. finish, that could endure uh, stretching and bending and creasing and all that stuff, they, they would. You know, yeah. and, and I, I think maybe someday they will. I think eventually. I mean, well, put, put it this way: I recently I, I picked up on the secondary market. I, I picked up the Scarlet Spider because I'd, I'd wanted it for yeah, ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just such a beautiful figure. I made a massive cock up. I ordered it off of eBay. Someone who was selling it, and it wasn't complete and never all the accessories. I didn't realise. I hadn't read the small print. So I probably paid a little bit more than I should have for something that isn't complete. But the figure itself is just beautiful. It poses so well. It's sort of second only to the homemade suit from the movies. Right, yeah, It yeah. really is that cool. But yeah. the fabric on it, when you look at it, that could, to a degree, have translated to this. Mm. It wouldn't have been quite so shiny, but you've still got all the, the texture, etc. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Swings yeah. and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. There you go. Mike, what one have you got for us? Uh, well, the only one I would bring up is Gandalf. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I still haven't got mine. I've got mine in pre-order. Asmus, uh, toys, uh, you know, they're, they, this is part of their new, um, what are they calling them? It starts with a C. Um, yeah, it's the Crown Range. Crown, yes, yeah. Crown series uh, of figures. So it's supposed to be uh, uber uh, gorgeous, and it is. Uh, the uh, I the thought it was interesting. Price point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's not that much of a price point mm. uh, considering you were you know he was uh, Troy was just talking about the Winter Soldier and he's 200 and what 65 270 yeah, yeah. from Hot Toys and there's like one accessory um, so you know at 300 bucks he's not really as bad as he could be that's for oh, sure that I thought it was more than that that's good I think he, he was either he was between 3 and 320 depending on where yeah. you picked him up yeah um but the head sculpt alone, you, you, this is like a four hundred dollar custom head sculpt. I mean, the the rooted beard and and mustache is just amazing. Uh, and the key is that they captured the the uh, the subtlety of the um, transition of the hair on the cheeks and the forehead. You know, normally when you do rooted hair, you get that kind of that rolled edge right yeah, yeah. uh and and they it's like where the carpet meets the floor yeah yeah and they've <laughs> tried to come up with ways to, you know like they had that with uh gimli who was great gimli was fantastic and he had the rooted beard but the nice thing was is that the sides where you could have seen some of that that roll on his cheeks was covered up by the helmet so the rooted beard still looked fantastic uh but they weren't going to get away with that here and and they found a way to like create this the, the hair glued to the cheeks and the forehead so it's a realistic smooth subtle transition between the two it's really impressive uh, really really nice work uh, the paint works great uh, it's got it's got Purr's eyes it's one of the few figures outside of Hot Toys that I've seen yeah. they've, they've, they've gone with the movable eyeballs oh, nice. uh, the articulation's good the the, uh, the outfit is very similar to their other again off the gray uh, that was already a great outfit um, the boots are, you know, an actual leather upper uh, with laces and everything. Uh, a nice hard sole. Uh, the there's some nice dirt and mud. Um, uh, Asmus usually does a nice job with the wear and tear added to the, to the uh, figure. Uh, he comes with a couple of the different staffs. He comes with a, a bag to throw over his shoulder. Um, the sword. Uh, what's kind of cool is he comes with the book from the mines. Uh, that you know he opens and reads down in the mines. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, the book is actually a book, and it's all the pages have print on them. It's oh, a thick book. sweet! Um, yeah, they did a really nice job with that. And then he comes with a little diorama uh, of the gate to uh, uh, Bilbo's place when he's got the low, the little no admittance sign yeah. except for party business. Um, so yeah, I thought that was kind of cute. No admittance. Uh, the the only thing is the the hat is a little quirky. <laughs> oh, it's I've, always I've, a yeah. problem. They did this one with a magnet, so it's held onto the head. There's a magnet in there. Um, I don't love it. I did swap it out with the hat from the previous Gandalf the Grey they did, which is smaller. And I actually like the look of that hat. Yeah, that yeah. actually, I, That's the way I ended up going with it on the shelf with that hat. Um, oh, yeah, I see that Yeah, on your NWCToys.com. It's a little better. It sits back further on his head, and it looks nicer. So, yeah. But, I have to. I've, I've looked at a few reviews on this, and the hat is 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 the weakest link. Um, and it's you know you know the amount of people that are out there making specialized Batman capes and whatever. I thought someone is going to just clear up making Gandalf hats because yeah. it's needed. Somebody needs to make a really cool Gandalf hat for this figure. So yeah, I don't think I'm going to see much of a. I'm. A, I, I, this is about the best figure I think I'm going to see this year. This is really, really impressive. Right. Uh, they haven't announced anything else in the Crown series yet. They did announce a new Legolas, uh, yeah. but he's part of the regular series. He's you know in that $200 range, um, and uh, he looks really good too. But but uh, they haven't announced anything else yet in this Crown right. series. Cool, cool. And of course, there's that new Aragorn as well, which we'll save for hopefully the next next yep. recording. But there's some lovely pattern work as well in the inside of uh, Gandalf's pants as well, and things that has just lots of nice little hidden details, all little bits on his belt, and things. Really, really nice stuff. I'm I'm hopefully still going to get mine. I've got uh, mine's on order from China, but from Hong Kong rather. I keep saying that, sorry. Uh, and um, you know, I want to. Uh, I really want to get this one because he looks really, really, really nice. Is that actually hair on his upper lip as well, or is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the only thing that's not hair is the eyebrows, and I think that was probably a smart move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very, That would have yeah. been a little too bushy. Yeah, that would have been crazy. They yeah. needed to be a little more subtle. You can get away with a beard. That's really nice figure. Gandalf from Asmus Toys. Yeah, it's a really nice figure. Well, I look forward to getting that one. I hopefully will have a couple of more on the next podcast as well. But, lads, we better leave it there. It's been a good show. Yep. Nice, big, thick show for folks there. We hope folks are staying well out there. Mike. Yeah, yeah. Mike Crawford. Thank you for coming on the show today. Yep. yep. Je- Jeff Parker. As always, it's been lovely. I have to get back out to the barn and build some more shelves. You go, you go and build the barns. I'm going to draw a one-fourth scale princess of a famous planet that I can't see. Oh, yeah. So that's that's what I'm. That's what I literally have to do, and I've got to do four of them before the end of the day. And thankfully, my vaccine hasn't done anything yet, so I'm good so far. So far, I'm being good. Well, th- fingers crossed. Well, I was told that the people who had the worst reactions were people that have possibly had the, but I haven't. I've had I've had tests, etc. So I don't think I've had COVID. Yeah, um, I took part in a trial with the Royal College of Hospital in London. So I don't think I've had it. But um, yeah, man, I suffered. <laughs> did you? Okay. Yeah, we didn't. I didn't have any trouble. I had two of the Pfizer, and uh, other than well, the, you know the, the, feeling like somebody had punched my arm for a couple of days from the yeah. shot was. I didn't have any side effects whatsoever. Yeah, my boss at the, the Pfizer one's the one they have to keep refrigerated, isn't it? Really, really yep. cold. So um, yeah, he had that. He had no issues at all as well. But the um, the old AstraZeneca that we had. Uh, I think is the uh, is the more counselor's debate one that we're having. It's, it was fine. Yeah, that's just made me feel a bit rough. That's what I well, so far so far I've been surviving good. But I hope folks are surviving out there good, and that uh, we will see you in the next podcast. Gentlemen, thanks for cool. joining me. Listeners, thanks for joining me. We will see you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye bye. Bye. There you go. Thank you.